ladies. Welcome back to another episode of The Woman Podcast. My name is Katie Visa, and I'm your host. And we are super excited today um, because we're kind of starting a little three-part series about mental health. Um, and it's something that we've been dreaming about. The Woman Podcast team has been dreaming about. So we are starting today. We have a special guest her name is Amanda Manley, and you're you're going to get to know her and love her. She's one of our friends. Um, she's a part of New Life Church, and she is legit. So before we get started, though, I just kind of want to set this up. Um, you know, I just believe that the Lord, that God created us with three parts. We are body, soul, and spirit, and that His desire is that we would be healthy physically, um, in our soul, that we would be healthy, and that we would be healthy in our spirit. And um, I was actually just thinking this morning about in John 10, 10, there's the verse that many of you are, f- are familiar with. Um, it's Jesus talking about him being the good shepherd. And in John 10, 10, he says, a thief comes to steal, <laughs> steal, kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it in abundance. And I just love that section because I think it is Jesus's heart for us that we would have an abundant life physically, um, emotionally, and spiritually with him. And, you know, when you actually went in and looked up like the actual Greek of that word life, and it literally means real and genuine, active and vigorous life devoted to God, blessed. And I just love that definition because it's like Jesus is telling us that the enemy would love to come in and wreak havoc in many different ways. um, But his heart is that we would have life and life abundantly. And so when we start talking about mental health, um, we're going to do three different episodes. We've invited three professionals in to join us in this conversation on how we can be healthy, how we can live an abundant life, and how we can let God work in us to renew our minds, heal our bodies, and refresh our spirits. So we're very excited about that. And like I said, today we're starting um, our conversation with Amanda Manley. And so Amanda, say hi to everyone listening. Hello, everyone. Why don't you just introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? How'd you get into um, the medical profession? Tell us about your family, all the things. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I am married. My husband's name is Michael Manley, and um, you may know him as the drummer with the hair (laughs) at New Life Church. That seems to be his name. Um, And then we have two amazing sons. Jack is going to be four soon, and then Milo will be one very, very soon. Um, And we've been in um, Conway for. 10, almost 12, 10 to 12 years. I oh, can't wow. really remember. Yeah. Um, and have just absolutely loved it. Just made this our home. Yes. Um, I am an advanced nurse practitioner and I specialize in women's health. Um, I didn't go to school for women's health, but that's what my specialty is. Yeah. And um, more specifically in integrative practice and um, hormones. Um, and I've been doing that for, I graduated about three years ago. So mm-hmm. I've been doing that for about three years, but I've been in the medical profession for t- 10 years now. Okay. Very cool. Can you um, spell that out for those of us who are not medical? Um, what does it mean when you say integrative practice? So the way that I describe it is when a patient comes to me with a health issue, I look at that root cause of why that's happening. Um, to kind of give you a silly example, if somebody came to me with a headache, 
Um, I don't just say, here's some ibuprofen because you're ibuprofen deficient. That's not a thing. Right. I say, okay, well, let's dive into why you have a headache. Could it be related to food sensitivities? Mm -hmm. Could it be um, muscle tension due to stress? Mm -hmm. Um, Could it be... um, a vitamin deficiency that's a really big common thing and so i investigate those different root causes mm-hmm. for headaches to see if i can help them overcome that issue i love that mm-hmm. i love that so much because i mean if you're listening and you've been to the doctor before i just think it's so it's like such a treasure when you find a medical professional who is willing to like dive in and really investigate because there's like nothing more discouraging than when you know that something is off but you don't feel like you figured out why you know and you're just kind of masking it like you said with Mm -hmm. ibuprofen or whatever so okay real quick before we um dive into the (laughs) nitty-gritty the nitty-gritty who says that (laughs) we're gonna do some rapid fire get to know you questions okay are you a salty or sweet person definitely sweet really I know it's totally not going to be like what I talk about today (laughs) but it is my vice so I have to work through that my vice is salty so I got you um dog dog person or cat person 100% dog person okay no cats on the premises do not bring them into my yard do not bring them into my house oh my gosh (laughs) see I grew up with cats and Hunter just does not understand I love cats I loved I loved the cat I grew up with, uh-huh. but where I live, there's an overpopulation of city cats. Oh yeah, who have wrecked havoc on my garden. So I've become a very strong wow. anti-cat person. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Downtown Conway I got the cats. <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay, favorite spot you've ever traveled? Um, the Cayman Islands. Really? Yes, we went there. The water is just so crystal clear. Um, it was our like. I don't remember what anniversary it was, but it was where we had children. And um, anyway, we went there, and it was just the most beautiful, most Ooh, restful time. That's so, so fun. Did you was, snorkel? We did snorkel, and we went in, like, um, out on a boat, and we would, were able to, like, touch stingray. Not stingray. Yeah. yeah. Stingrays. Yeah. yeah. They actually like came up to you and they like, they would kiss you and then, oh my like, you gosh. Know, you could, like, let them back out into the water. And so that was really, really a lot of fun. Ooh. And the fact that I could visually see yes. in the water yeah. made it a whole lot less scary to me. Yes. I get that. Oh my gosh. We, whenever I go to any body of water and I can't see the bottom, I have like <laughs> this hang up. Like we'll be at the lake even. Mm-hmm. And if my leg touches anything, you would think. I mean, I just come out of my skin. Ooh. Or Hunter will be like, ooh, I just touched a tree with my foot. And I'm like, ah, get me out of here. <laughs> uh, I'm a little bit of a freak. Okay. Um, are you a coffee or tea person? I, I'm both. Both. Okay. Yeah. And so I kind of can tell um, with my mood which mm-hmm. one I really need more than the other. Um, and so most of the time I'll go towards coffee um, just because it's easier because Michael's drinking it as well. But I am very, very keen on matcha lattes mm. and we'll do those. I know. I've been meaning to make the switch or at least try. It's healthier, right? Yeah. Well, it is. It is healthier. So there's a lot of health benefits of both mm-hmm. coffee and tea. Um, but my biggest um, fan fave for green tea is the fact that it has L-theanine in it, which is a natural, um, I mean, it's a 
oh, I can't think of what it's actually called right now, but it actually helps the body to calm down. So oh. coffee is more of a stimulant and yeah. it kind of gets your energy up, gets you hyped up. Whereas green tea, not only will it do that, but it balances out with that L-theanine, which also helps keep you calm. Gotcha. So, so it's like without the jitters. Correct. It's like energy yes. without jitters. Correct. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. All right. And last question. What's the nerdiest thing about you? Um, probably the fact that I know that green tea has healthy in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think um, that's, I'm just such a nerd when it comes to in scientific general. stuff. In general, <laughs> like my pastime would be reading a book on like nutrition or reading a book on hormonal health mm-hmm. or um, environmental pollutants. Like this is what, what gets me to sleep at night. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, That's so, you know, funny. rather than pulling that rom- romance novel out or that thriller right. or that crime, you know, listening to that crime novel or whatever, I am all about the nerdy podcast, the That's nerdy so books funny. and always trying to learn more. Do you feel like you have like this insatiable desire to learn and you're like if I'm not doing something productive learning Mm -hmm. I'm wasting my time well I think just because of the way that my practice is I have people coming to me that I don't know the answer to and I'm like okay I've got to learn because they're they need my help and um and so that's kind of my the biggest thing like I'll have somebody bring a case to me so I'm like I need to learn everything I can about x y and z yes so that I can help that person out you know so you are forced to constantly research and learn in a good way in a good way because I enjoy it yeah Yeah, and I enjoy it well you have the perfect personality for your job (laughs) I mean honestly okay so super glad you're here I was thinking about um this podcast and you know when we first started the woman podcast we had dr amy beard she was a guest on here she is what she calls a functional medicine doctor she has a holistic approach um and i know that you and i both learn a lot from her we both Mm -hmm. love her she's so cool so interesting and when she was on here, she talked about self-care is the new health care, mm-hmm. and that's the name of her podcast. And if you have not listened to that episode yet, I encourage you to go back and listen. It was like the very first season. I think it was like the third or fourth, fifth episode. It was so good. Um, just a lot of basics about how we can take care, take care of ourselves. Um but I wanted to have you on here because you you have a similar focus. It may not be totally the same, um, but you're a part of New Life Church. You're a friend, and a lot of the women listening know you or know Michael or just know about you guys. And so mm-hmm. I'm excited to have you on today and sort of pick your brain because you are someone who I know lives this out day by day. And like we said, you're constantly learning. And so um, let's just kind of dive into the questions. Um, The first one that I have down that I wanted to ask you is, I'm sure there's probably a time in your life where you maybe weren't so educated on health and wellness. And so can you, oops, sorry. Can you share with us a time when you maybe weren't as healthy and you realized that you needed to make some changes? Yeah, I can. Um, So my story is actually the biggest reason I focused on integrative health um about let's see Jack is almost four so this would have been about six maybe seven years ago um I was still going through nursing school and um and working through my master's and I could just tell um because I'm again I'm women's health minded Mm -hmm. I could tell there was something wrong Mm -hmm. like with my body and that it would hinder me from having children so I went to my medical provider and I um 
my medical provider at the time, and um, just kind of said, hey, I don't think that this is normal for me, and I won't get into that exact detail, but I was like, I'd really like to like look into this. And so they did a couple labs, and about a week later, she sat me down, and she goes, well, I think, I think you might have a brain tumor. What? Yes. Yeah, that's what she said. And I was like, uh-huh. No. And she's like, well, one of these levels is elevated. It could just be a fluke, but it could also be that this is happening. And I was just like... Okay. And so, you know, you just kind of like take that information, but you don't really process it in the moment. Oh my gosh. And like, I go home and I'm just like, this is not real. Like, God, I, I trust you. And I just have a strong faith that this is not my life right now. Mm-hmm. And I remember even texting some friends and being like, we just need to be praying over this. And obviously I told my husband, I was like, we're just gonna be praying over this. And so sh- we didn't proceed with the imaging. Um, I was like, no, I just truly believe this is not my path. And so she rechecked the level and it was perfectly fine. And I was like, okay, but I kind of just lost faith. I was like, well, you didn't really give me an answer. You just scared me. And so I want to dive in and kind of learn for myself. And that's when I learned about how our hormones actually behave in our body, what influences it, what triggers it. Um, And so I started taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. And um, now ladies listening or men, if you're listening, I went to the extreme. Mm -hmm. Okay. You do not have to do this, but I was like, I just got to get it get it under control. So I actually quit my job and moved from a stressful job to a less stressful job. Wow. I eliminated gluten, dairy, sugar, caffeine, all from my diet. Oh my gosh. Um, and I um, started doing a different exercise plan. I was doing something that looked healthy and looked like it would be fun for me to do, but it wasn't the right exercise for my body. Mm-hmm. And so I switched to something that I could better um, handle mm-hmm. during that stressful season. Because I was also in grad school. So this is a very stressful time for Mm -hmm. me as well. And over the course, and I also took some supplements to kind Mm -hmm. of help Mm -hmm. with some nutrient deficiencies. Um, So during all that time, I'm just starting to take care of myself and I see my body change. Wow. And I'm like, okay, God, thank you. Like this is, this is simple. Like it wasn't simple at the time, but I was like, this is doable. Like I can do this. And so my body started to change. Um, and then when we were really ready to start having children, um, we were pregnant in three months. Like it was, it was very an easy thing. You know, now we still had some really tough times where I was like, this isn't going to happen. You Mm -hmm. know, when that, you, that first month you don't, it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, we were able to have a child. And then even after having Jack, I could see my body because again of a stressful situation, you know, postpartum, Mm -hmm. um, I could see my body starting to change again in Mm -hmm. those three years between our two kids. And I had to go back to a lot of those practices to help get my body into better health Mm -hmm. for my child um, so that we could conceive again. And it took us longer this time because I, you know, and we can talk, we'll talk about this later, but postpartum, you don't really take much care of yourself. Right. Yes. And so after having my firstborn, I kind of went back to just that comfort, that unhealthy lifestyle because it was easy. It's easy. Yes. You know? And, um, so when it was time to have another child, I struggled again and it took us longer to get pregnant with Milo. Right. Um, and, um, and anyway, so now this time being postpartum again, I'm like, I'm not going back. I remember what that felt like. I remember how that was. And so now, you know, um, I, I really just, make it now I don't completely eliminate all those things but I am 100% dairy free that's been my biggest trigger yeah yeah okay so let's just go there let's talk about that a second because we I know we wanted to hit on that but um a lot of moms 
tend to put their own mental health and physical health on the back burner. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a baby, you're trying to learn to breastfeed, you are waking up throughout the night, and it's just like the litany of things you could go on and on about reasons why you maybe put yourself on the back burner. And it's real, but it's not ideal, and then you end up just feeling like crap, to be Mm -hmm. honest. Um, Excuse my slang. (laughs) Um, But, you know, you just feel terrible. And I know that I definitely dealt with that after Jack. I would definitely, I was not um, diagnosed with postpartum depression, but my goodness, I think I cried multiple times a day for the first six weeks Mm -hmm. and thought I was going to die. Like, I was like, life is not... I was definitely depressed. (laughs) So, um, and I can laugh about it now, but it was not funny in the moment. So I guess my question is, can you speak to this? Like, I know you just celebrated Milo's first birthday. About to. About to. Mm -hmm. About to. Did you notice a difference in even your mental health after Jack, who's Mm -hmm. almost four, and then now after Milo? Yeah. And then why? What did you do? Right. So I had a game plan going into the second one because with Jack, I did have postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And um, and I would just say for any mom out there who maybe you're postpartum right now or you're pregnant and you're going into that season, start having these conversations with your doctor and let them know that some of your some of your worries with it, some of your thoughts, you're not alone in this mm-hmm. journey at mm-hmm. all. Um, and I think a lot of women are afraid to say that because they feel like it automatically labels them as a bad mother. Right. And that's not the truth. There is truly a chemical, physiological thing going on in your body that causes you to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with with and I will with Milo kind of going into that season, my game plan this time was it sounds so simple, but it was ask for help. Mm-hmm. And so we do not live near family. Now our family is incredible though. Mm-hmm. And so they we had just a game plan. Okay, someone will come for one week and then the next week somebody else will come for a week. And that way I had somebody there to help me with both children, you know every single day for four weeks that's how we had it lined out yeah that's amazing you know and and i was very direct with my family too i said my job is not to host you my job is just to take care of the baby so you're gonna do the cooking you're gonna do the cleaning that's amazing you know and it sounds so rude but your family wants to help yes your family and your friends yeah because after our family left our friends stepped in Mm -hmm. and so i would call a friend and i'd be like hey i did not sleep at all last night Mm -hmm. can you come over and watch the baby so that I can rest Mm -hmm. and they would because they want to be there for you you know so the biggest thing going into the next season like our postpartum season this time was be sure to ask for help Mm -hmm. and prioritize Mm -hmm. sleep was the second one okay you know and it's hard because a lot of times women are breastfeeding and so they're the one responsible for feeding the baby dad can't get up at night right and feed him right her um, and so it's really just throughout the day making that time where you can rest, mm-hmm. you know, because you are sleep, you're not sleeping at nighttime. Mm-hmm. And then supporting your um, body with nutri- nutrition. Mm-hmm. So it's very hard. Postpartum, you're exhausted. Somebody else is cooking for you, so they're cooking the way that they want to cook. Right. And so having some nutritious snacks available that are very easy for you. So mm-hmm. I meal prepped quite a bit mm-hmm. so that when they were like, 
okay, what do you want for dinner? I'm like, well, just go pull that from the freezer and make it. And I knew that it was something that was very wholesome and nutritious. That's smart. um, That could bring nutrients to my body. Mm -hmm. You know, lots of green vegetables, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And then I also took like supplements Mm -hmm. like omega-3s, which we'll talk about a little bit later, vitamin D, magnesium, things like that to just help rebalance my body. Um, And then I got outside every day. Yes. So these just sound like very simple things, Mm -hmm. but they can help so much in your postpartum journey. Getting outside, getting fresh air, Mm -hmm. oxygen to your brain, um, getting that sunshine on Mm -hmm. your skin to help you absorb vitamin D. All of that can be really beneficial. Yeah. Um, But but yeah, kind of going into that season, the biggest things that we did was we prioritized sleep (laughs) and we asked for help. And I mean, it was a lot of times I just felt like I feel like I'm asking too much, but God provided mm-hmm. and so many people mm-hmm. were like this is not enough like this is are you sure there's more I can't do wow. like to them it was so simple mm-hmm. yet I felt so uncomfortable asking oh yeah for you know? sure and so just to kind of encourage you if you're listening remember they want to help your family wants to help but a lot of times they don't know how and so I did I had to be very specific like it would really help me if you slept swept my floor it's not gonna bother me you know please keep my floor clean so little silly things like that but it made all the difference and the whole transition for Michael and myself was much better this season than it was last time wow that's Mm -hmm. so cool yeah I can remember just man it's like the simplest things help, you know, like my mom bringing me a crack, a plate of like crackers and turkey and avocado and something simple. I'm like, thank you for feeding me. You know, mm-hmm. are you, or they talk about when you're breastfeeding, like you need to be drinking tons of water. I'm like, do you know how hard that is? Yeah. Do you know how hard it is to drink so much water? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So I love that. I love that you shared so much about postpartum because I do think there's just so many moms that first time moms, you think, I mean, we're, we have access to so many resources now, mm-hmm. but it can almost be overwhelming because you think you have like such a great game plan, but when it's, when it's real and the baby is living in your home right. and you're adjusting for the first time, it's like what really matters. Mm-hmm. And so I love that you made it so simple. Sleep. Yeah. Asking for help nutrients being outside is there anything else i think that was i think that was it yeah it's so simple though Mm -hmm. and so that's really good to know that that if we can implement those things it can help us kind of come out of that um postpartum blues yeah that shell um okay so like when we're talking about mental health can you help us even just define that term i think it's it's like such a buzzword right now Mm -hmm. um and I talked about it earlier, like just being healthy, but like from your perspective as um, a medical professional, your focus is integrative medicine ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did I say it right? Yeah. Um, how do you assess whether or not someone is mentally healthy? Um, in my practice, kind of the way that I look at that is one, I see if they're sleeping. Because um, if they're not sleeping, I can tell you right off the bat, they're not mentally healthy. Okay. Um, and then I also just look at their coping mechanisms. And so when a stressful situation arises, are they quick to anger? Are they quick to tears? You know, Mm -hmm. um, really just kind of looking at that hormonal foundation of it. Um, or are they like, oh yeah, it was stressful, but this is just my story. Or I just let it go because I know not denial, but like if you have a better coping mechanism, when something comes your way, it's like, okay, this, 
is crappy, to put mm-hmm. it in your term. Mm-hmm. This is crappy situation. However, I believe that we're going to, I know we're going to get through this. And, and just having a better way of handling it mm-hmm. rather than being such, um, so, so, um, fireball about it, mm-hmm. you know, where like, oh, it's the end of the world and everything's falling mm-hmm. down and nothing's going to get better. And mm-hmm. why do I even try? You know, mm-hmm. we can start to go spiraling into that fashion. Um, and it, that's where it's like, okay, there's some mental instability going here on here. And so I start to look at, okay, what might be that trigger hormonal wise or inflammation wise? That's just quickly getting you to that point rather right. than you being able to slow down and process. That. Right. Okay. So let's kind of dive into some of that. So if you have a patient that comes to you and you've assessed that they are somewhat mentally unstable in terms of just their coping mechanisms, Mm -hmm. they quickly trigger to anger, they quickly trigger to tears or whatever, then what? What do you do? Um, What causes that? How would you treat them? Can you kind of go into like the nerdy scientific (laughs) side of this that will eventually help us learn. Right, right. So if a patient presented to me in that way, like I said, I really focus a lot on sleep. Um, Because if somebody's not sleeping, then that means that their cortisol, which is our Mm -hmm. fight or fight hormone, is constantly stimulated or it's just not doing anything for us. And so you have to think, okay, well, what causes our cortisol to be imbalanced? And a lot of times it's stress. So, but it can be stress of different things. When women think about stress, they think about, oh, well, I'm not anxious or I don't have depression and um, I'm not stressed. Okay. Maybe not in that sense, but there's other forms of stress. There's physical stress. So you might be eating a food that you're allergic to, and it's causing just this chronic inflammation in the body. Okay. There is emotional stress. There's also just busyness. Like mm-hmm. some women think, oh, well, busyness isn't stress. It's just my way of life. Busyness is stress. Your body is constantly going, 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 mm-hmm. going, going, and you're never having that rest, mm-hmm. um, true rest. Right. And so it's little things like that that do cause stress that can cause hormonal imbalance and that can impair your sleep. Okay. If you're not sleeping at night, you're not going to be well enough to take care of the things of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So sleep is a way for us to heal and restore mm-hmm. and to fill our tank so that when tomorrow comes, we are able to handle it. That's so good. And we can't do that if we're not sleeping. Mm -hmm. So I start working with women on how can we modify your lifestyle a little bit. Mm -hmm. If um, I do lab tests too to see if inflammation is truly a thing, to see if your hormonal levels are truly off. If they are, we do talk about, you know, I'm not afraid to use medication Mm -hmm. or hormonal therapy if it's needed. Um, But we do talk about dietary changes and lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. So maybe you do need to go gluten or dairy free. Maybe Mm -hmm. you do need to um, go low carb, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. um, or I never tell anybody to quit their job, but um, may, is there a way we can find margin right. in our right. job, you know, like yeah. where you could actually take a break for lunch instead of working through lunch to go outside, get yes. some fresh air, go for a walk, yes. you know, or um, when you get home, put your phone to the side and just be there to connect with your family yes. rather than doing, you know, closing up the work stuff while you're there, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, those sorts of things is always so good. Um, One of the things that you mentioned made me think, you know, I've talked to you a lot about my son, Jack, and um, one of the things that we noticed with him, I guess over the last year is just, you know, he's four, 
it's normal for there to be like emotional days and outbursts. But I just started noticing that there were like a couple of symptoms that didn't make sense. It's like he would complain about being itchy after eating, but there weren't, there weren't hives. There wasn't redness. It's like, why are you itching? He would complain about his stomach hurting. He, um, there were some like physical complaints, but then I started noticing that he had like just these kind of random outbursts that were really, they didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. It was like, and honestly, I started tracking it back to what he was eating. And so we did a blood work test and it showed that he was um, really sensitive to, is it an intolerance or sensitivity? I don't remember which test I did. You did sensitivity. Okay. So he had like a high sensitivity to gluten and wheat. And so we worked with Dr. Amy's group, but I also asked you a lot of questions on this. Mm-hmm. But when we took that out of his diet and really started focusing on gut health and eating healthy things, um, modifying his diet, taking gluten out, um, it was insane. It, for two months now, he has been, we've just kind of changed the way he's eaten. And I am telling you guys, the way um, that he responds to things is so different. Like, he's not triggered so quickly there's not such like an emotional outburst and we are disciplinary Narian parents like typically if there's an issue we are nipping it in the butt but it was like it just did not make sense you know it was like Mm -hmm. very out of character for him and so I've just even been encouraged when you talk about how what we eat can affect how we react to things it's been amazing for me to watch that play out just in my son. And Mm so, um, yeah, I mean, how often do you have people do like an allergy or food sensitivity test or is that like way down the line? Oh, oh no, it's pretty, (laughs) it's pretty common. So I think that's probably the number one test that I do. And the reason being is because it all boils down to the inflammation. Okay. And so let me just talk about that. Yeah. Explain that. Um, you know, inflammation is a necessary part of our body. So it's what helps us recover from a break or a cut um, or an injury of some type, okay? But when we eat a food that might be, we might be sensitive to Mm -hmm. or intolerant to or have an allergy to, it causes this slow brewing inflammation in our gut. Mm -hmm. And our gut is where the majority of our immune system comes from. Mm -hmm. And it's also where a lot of our neurotransmitters come. And so that sounds a little scientific-y, but like serotonin, for example, is our feel-good neurotransmitter. So it's that neurotransmitter that makes us feel happy. Mm -hmm. And it comes from our gut. About 80% of it comes from our gut. So if our gut is imbalanced, Mm If it's inflamed or we don't have a healthy amount of good bacteria there, you can see that correlation with our mental health. Yeah. Where, okay, well, now we might be having more anxiety, depression, ADHD, you know, those sorts of things because the gut is just super imbalanced, super upset. That's so interesting. And so, um, when we eat and and it could be different for each people like for your son it's gluten for my son it was dairy and so we started to change that Mm -hmm. around and and it does it does help a lot Mm -hmm. with their behavior wow Mm -hmm. that's so amazing honestly it's really encouraging because you think as a parent if you are making sure they're sleeping they're getting their sunlight they're outside they're playing you know it's like if you feel like you're providing a healthy environment for them but they're still 
there's still something not right. It's like, maybe we need to consider this. Maybe Mm -hmm. we need to assess or look into whether or not there's something that they are intolerant to. Right. And even, I mean, I say that as a parent, but it makes me think about myself too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and so I, I did the test on myself finally and I was like, which I don't know why it took me so long to do this. Right. one of those practice what you preach kind of thing. Right. Um, but I just wasn't getting the health goals that I was looking for. And so I did it all myself. And I had more dairy flags than my son did. And oh, I was wow. like, okay, well, I guess we're going to become a dairy-free house. You're welcome, Michael Manley. <laughs> so <laughs> Sorry. Yes. So, you know, and since then, like, I've started to feel better. And I think it's just important, you know, to start listening to your body. After you eat a meal, how does it make you feel? Are you more tired after eating that meal? Do you feel a little bit more? more anxious after eating that meal um do you you know have an outburst of anger or anything like that after eating it like I will tell you there's some days where I'm like because we usually stick to a pretty low carb diet Mm -hmm. but just this past weekend I kind of loaded up on some carbs Mm -hmm. because I was like it's the holiday yeah let's do it and I was in the crummiest mood um and my husband called me out on it he's like I don't know what you've done differently today, but I can just tell that your mood is not where it usually is. And I thought back to what I ate and it was all carbs, a lot of sugar. That's so interesting. And it just kind of threw me into that Mm -hmm. mental, I mean, it just caused me some mental, not illness, but imbalance where I was like, yeah, I am more anxious. Like I went and took a nap, you know, I was like, maybe I can just kind of work through this um, kind of thing. And then for dinner, I chugged water and ate some grains and felt a lot better. Yes. You know. Okay. So when it comes to gut health, you know, you were talking about like the hormone or <laughs> I so don't know all of this. So it's like okay. I start to ask the question <laughs> then I'm like, I don't know what the word is, but you were talking about like serotonin yeah, neurotransmitter, being like, it's a major thing in our gut. Our gut health um, is the greatest part of our immune system. What are some ways that we can keep our gut healthy? Can we go into that? Yeah, absolutely. Like whether it's diet or um, supplements or I don't know. I just, I think for the average listener who's like, sure, gut health. I've heard about that. Mm -hmm. What do I do? Take a probiotic? It's like, that's the thing that we know to do. But really, is that it? What does this look like on a practical level? Well, I think, you know, a lot of people think... When it comes to a healthy diet or nutrition plan, that it's really only going to benefit my cardiovascular health or the way that I look or, um, you know, my longevity, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But it truly does affect our mental health. And so really just starting with what am I eating every single day? I have this quote that I just love that I need to share with you. Yeah. Um, It's by Alan Aragon, and it says, Every meal is a short-term investment in how you feel and perform, a mid-term investment in how you look, and a long-term investment in your freedom of disease. Oh, that's so good. And it's just so good because in our society, we're so busy that food is a convenience to us. We don't look to it as a very valuable, important role in Mm -hmm. our life. Mm Mm-hmm. Food is a message to our body that tells us how to operate. It is medicine to our body mm-hmm. that tells us how to heal and restore. Mm-hmm. And so really making that a priority is super important. So one of the simplest things is just avoiding avoiding pro-inflammatory foods. Okay. Because again, remember, it's that inflammation that starts that imbalance in the mm-hmm. first place. So our most common pro-inflammatory foods would be 
processed foods. Okay. Um, so that's anything that comes in a box, mostly things that stick in the middle of the store. Right. You know, shopping the outer ends of the store would be best. Okay. So um, you're saying like shop the produce section, mm-hmm. the de- the deli section where all the meat is. Yep. Yeah. Eggs. Eggs. Um, yeah. Dairy too. Yeah. You know, dairy can be pro-inflammatory anything for some people. Yeah. Is alive. It's really, yeah. It's or used anything, to be. Anything without a food label and that you have to prepare on your own. Okay. And now I get that that's pretty extreme. Some people don't have that. So it does take kind of mm-hmm. working into your schedule, some meal planning, you know, can I prep some meals on Sunday afternoon to help get me through the first mm-hmm. half of the week and then prep again on maybe Thursday to get me through the rest of the week, mm-hmm. you know, really carving out that time. And like I said, making it a priority, mm-hmm. um, processed foods, I'm not saying you can never do them, but they should not be the majority of your diet. Right. You know, because again, I am a mother. I understand my son likes granola bars just like anybody else's mother does. But I look at that ingredients and I actually know, okay, this is what I'm giving my son. Right. Um, sons. Yes. Yes. Um, so processed foods, vegetable oils. So that's nearly every fast food restaurant. They're frying everything in vegetable oils. So really just kind of being cautious about where you're eating out, trying to avoid those fast food chains. What fast food restaurants are you going to choose if you have to? Well, I mean, I would still always, you know, even from a financial standpoint, I would still always choose to eat at home. Right, right, right. But, um, some of our favorites, we like tzatziki's. Um, I like Chick-fil-A. We'll usually do grilled, um, if Mm -hmm. we do that. Um, and then tropical smoothie, maybe no, well, I like tropical smoothie, but one of the other things I'll talk about is the sugar. Yeah. And so that's where you kind of have to think about these restaurants. And again, I'm not talking, talking the the (laughs) meal, you know, the um, fast food chains or anything like that, but we know that sugar is addictive. Yes. And we know that if we make something sweeter and work on those, um, you know, those pathways in our brain that people are going to buy more. Okay. That's the whole point of the fast food market. And so with, you know, things like tropical smoothie or even Chick-fil-A probably, um, they will actually, or even McDonald's actually heard the other day on another podcast that McDonald's puts a little bit of sugar on their fries so that you'll want to supersize them or get the bigger. What? Yes. So, you know, there's sugar in everything. (laughs) That's my vice. It's like, if you were to put me anything I could choose ever, right. I'm like, just put me in a room full of McDonald's fries and I will eat my way out. (laughs) Right. Well, and it's because people know that. So they're like, well, if we put a little bit of sugar on this and work on those pathways in the brain and increase that dopamine, people are going to buy more. It's literally addictive. Oh yeah. Sugar is incredible. You know what I feel like is addictive is cinnamon toast crunch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not really a cereal person, but like I have vivid memories of me in college, like standing in the pantry, just eating handfuls and then trying to quit and then going back for more and then trying to quit. And I'm like, that right there is the sugar addiction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't do that anymore. (laughs) Or Oreos. I have like so many miscellaneous stories of when I ate way too many things. Yeah. One time I ate 15 Oreos in one sitting. Wow. Addictive. Yes. Okay. So keep going. Sugar is addictive. Yes. And I will say this, this is just a little bit of nerdy nerdiness, but the carbon sugar doesn't trigger our um, satiety hormones in our body. So like, you know how people always say, oh, well, there's always room for dessert. Well, there's always room for dessert because there are carbs and sugar and it does not trigger that satiety in our body. Right. So you can always eat more. Right. But like nobody's like, oh, I just want to eat 10 pounds of salmon. Right. Because it's 
salmon is good healthy fat and it's good protein so it actually triggers that satiety hormone in our body right yeah so what if you are kind of not following that that basically means that it triggers your body that you are full and you don't need anything exactly else. yes whereas like the snacks the cookies the cinnamon toast crunch like that's why you can eat a whole box in one sitting is because it never so triggers your body to know that it's full yeah. oh man yeah that's that's a good nerdy fact. It is, yeah. So when you're eating that big box of cinnamon toast crunch, you can be like, I understand that this is a body process. It, it can't say no to this. Yeah. So I need to I need to say no. Right. And put it away. And that's hard. It is hard when you're addicted. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're talking about pro-inflammatory yeah. foods. Yeah. Sugar being the one you just mentioned. Right. What else? Um. So other ones, you know, alcohol can be pro-inflammatory. Coffee. Um, and I'm not saying coffee's bad, but you also have to think about what you're putting into your coffee. Mm -hmm. And for some, coffee can be too overly stimulating. Mm -hmm. So if you're finding yourself really, really struggling with anxiety throughout the day, the first thing I would ask for you to eliminate would be coffee. Okay. Um, That's good to know. And then gluten and dairy, those are like some of those buzzwords again, mm -hmm. you know? And so again, those can be very pro-inflammatory for some, um, but not for everybody. And so that's where it's like, if you can't figure it out, you know, find a provider who would dive deeper into that and actually do a sensitivity mm -hmm. test mm -hmm. so that you know, okay, it is truly gluten or it is truly dairy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hunter, I mean, you know this, but Hunter had a lot of kind of miscellaneous down the rabbit trail kind of medical things going on last year. And he would not mind me sharing this because he shared it. Um, but basically there were just a lot of things where the doctors really legit could not figure it out. And there were lots of things thrown out. Like you could have this, you could have this and things that you do not want to hear mm -hmm. as a 29 year old. And, um, we got connected again with Dr. Amy, did the food sensitive. We did actually did an elimination diet and we cut out gluten, dairy, corn, soy, sugar, all processed foods. Yeah. I think coffee. I mean, it was insane. Like mm -hmm. you're basically eating meat and vegetables and rice and beans for a month. And then you introduce, reintroduce things really intentionally, yeah. watch what your body does. And one of the things that he reintroduced that we had no clue was going to be an issue was pork mm -hmm. and pork is like extremely toxic to him. And I can't tell you how much pork we were eating as a family, like love the bacon, love the sausage, <laughs> eating so much pork and then experiencing all these weird health issues. And so it was just really cool to find out that that was an issue and mm -hmm. then be able to eliminate it. And the way that his, um, health is now a year later it's really unbelievable yeah. so i'm i'm tracking with you yeah <laughs> totally okay so you said alcohol and coffee mm -hmm. um anything then, else on that list no those are probably the most pro-inflammatory um and then there are foods you know, because I gave you the bad list. So there are foods that are also really good yeah. to help control inflammation. And so okay. I kind of mentioned a few of them already, but omega-3 fatty acids. So those are your f like fish. Mm -hmm. So fish, flaxseed, chia seeds, um, walnuts, those are all high in omega-3 fatty acids mm -hmm. um, and vitamin D as well. So again, fish, eggs, mushrooms, all of those are going to have vitamin D. And there are studies out there that have shown a correlation with, um, you know, uh, better, you know, concentrations of omega-3 fatty acids and vitamin D in the body and how it can help um, treat or prevent depression and anxiety. 
Oh, very cool. Yeah. So those deficiencies are very, very common in, in people who experience mm-hmm. those symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, magnesium. So this is like, um, I don't know the right word for it. This is my favorite one for women. Like often if I'm like, oh, you're having trouble sleeping or you're having trouble with mood imbalance or regularity, mm-hmm. magnesium is definitely that go-to for me. Because a lot of times our food supply just isn't going to have enough. You cook a lot of it out of it or it comes from the soil. Our soil soil's just not as good. Yeah. And so you can get magnesium in avocados, bananas, pumpkin seeds, um, and my favorite, dark chocolate. Um, So again, I mentioned the sugar, but I'm a big fan of dark chocolate. It is very low in sugar, and I like 70% or Mm -hmm. greater. Mm -hmm. Um, But dark chocolate's very high in magnesium. So back to that postpartum journey, I made sure that I had dark chocolate in the house during that season just to kind of help with some mood regulation as well yeah that's awesome um and then you know folate iron so your dark green leafy vegetables are going to have that um and then fiber and fermented foods and so the reason i mentioned these is because they feed the healthy bacteria in our gut Mm -hmm. and if our healthy bacteria are happy then the rest of us are going to be happy okay um and so fiber and fermented foods so fermented foods those are things like kimchi kefir yeah you know anything sour yes um kombucha i think that's how you say sauerkraut that's a great one yes um so all of those they just help feed that good bacteria okay in your body and then um cruciferous vegetables so those are your broccoli cauliflower um those are really great turmeric um Mm -hmm. is a incredible anti-inflammatory um spice you Mm -hmm. can also take it in a supplement form Mm -hmm. um, but that works really really great to reduce inflammation in the body wow so helpful okay i like the nerd (laughs) we were joking before because amanda was like i'm very scientific like i love the (laughs) facts like you might have to bring me down a little bit and help it be practical but i do really feel like this has been super practical because you know we're talking about the things that are harmful, we're talking about the things that are helpful, mm-hmm. and I mean, I think it's going to be super helpful for the women that are listening, because every one of us can take one small step right. in terms of what could we cut out that might be harming us, and what could we add to our diet or our health regimen, whether it's a supplement or whatnot, um, that could help us. So I really think this is going to be practical and really helpful for the women listening or men. Sometimes we have some guys listen. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Is there anything else that you would add when we think about mental health and just like how, what we feed ourselves or how active we are helps our mood, our balance, all of that? Yeah. Is there anything we haven't covered that you would like to add in? Well, I'll just give a some few extra tips. So, um, you know, we've already talked a little bit about exercise and sleep, stress management. But, like, again, your exercise should be something that's enjoyed, okay. um, something that you enjoy doing most days of the week. Okay. So, if, um, you know, if you're joining a new gym and you feel exhausted after that workout needing to go take a nap, it's probably a little too hard for you. Not saying you couldn't eventually do that, yeah. but you should feel energized after working out so really find an exercise that's motivation like motivating to you but um that's right for you um sleep Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm gonna keep going back to this Mm -hmm. sleep is foundational like you're not gonna hit any weight loss goals you're not gonna hit any body composition goals or mental health goals if you're not sleeping okay because again sleep is restorative okay Mm -hmm. um so i cannot stress that enough it like i said it leads to hormone imbalance um it can actually make you eat more 
if you're not sleeping well. Wow. So just tuck that in the pocket. Yeah. Okay. Amanda told me, you know, just remember that whenever you're like reaching for that extra Oreo or whatever, like, Oh wait, late at this night. Is Cause I'm not sleeping. Yeah. Um, there are foods that can actually help. And I thought this was really interesting. So I wanted to bring it to y'all. Um, they, they're higher in melatonin than they can actually support sleep. So that's things like tart cherries, um, eggs. Eggs was really interesting to me because I'm like, well, that's always a breakfast food. Mm-hmm. Um, but eat eggs at dinner time. Cool. Just to kind of help it, you know, naturally increase your melatonin, yeah. those sorts of things. Breakfast for dinner. Breakfast for dinner. Um, asparagus, broccoli, and flaxseed are also okay. higher in melatonin and can help um, help with sleep at nighttime. Yeah. And so I really don't think that like, oh, I'm going to eat dinner and then I'm immediately want to go to sleep. You know, some people take melatonin as a supplement. But for for if you think about it, our melatonin is, um, it follows a pattern throughout the day. So it's higher at night to help us get into sleep and then it's lower during the day. Mm-hmm. And so there's things that we can do to help that pattern behave the way that it should. Mm-hmm. So eating foods like this is helpful. Also at nighttime, you know, we're so used to, you know, uh, binge watching TV mm-hmm. or being on our cell phones right before going to bed, mm-hmm. and that blue light from all of our screens really stimulates our brain and it lowers melatonin. So when you're on this, the phone right before going to bed, you're truly telling your body, "No, don't go to sleep. It's time to stay awake," mm-hmm. and that stimulates your brain for up to four hours later. Oh wow! Which really interferes with your sleep. So really thinking about your behavior before sleep will be really mm-hmm. helpful. Um, and so typically in our home, you know, our kids are in bed by about, like, there's no TV after 3.30. Wow. Yes. We're Go girl. pretty sick That's awesome. Yeah. That's so now, smart though. Every now and then if it's just crazy, crazy, sure, we'll turn yeah. on. But yeah, we don't do any, we do it a little bit after nap time and then no sleep after that. Mm-hmm. After we eat, we go on a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just kind of helps to stimulate that stimulate digestion in our body, um, kind of help our food to settle. And then it just gets at that last bit of energy in our kids. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, moms, we do it all the time. We set up a routine for our kids because we want our kids to sleep just so badly. We want them to sleep. Mm-hmm. And so it's having that same priority for your own sleep and really creating a routine that's going to work for you. So I put my kids, Michael and I put our kids to bed and then I literally walk down, I put on my blue light blocking glasses mm-hmm. so that I can stimulate that, you know, sun yeah. going down, that you know, start increasing the melatonin. And then I will read a paper book. I'll, you know, you know, do my devotional. Sometimes I'll be on my tablet, but I always have the night mode on and my blue glasses on, mm-hmm. you know, and probably about nine, nine thirty, I'm ready for bed. Mm-hmm. And I just, that's my thing. I'm in bed every mm-hmm. night by that time so that I can wake up refreshed the next morning. That's you so know. good. Um, and you can also use supplements to help with sleep. You've mentioned magnesium already. Mm-hmm. Um, melatonin, I think can be safe for some. Mm-hmm. And so again, working with your health provider to find out what solution mm-hmm. is best for you. That's so good. Um, the last thing I'll talk about is stress management. Yeah. So we all know we live in a very crazy busy world yes. and especially over the last year two years now almost gosh I know um it's just it's it's just stressful mm-hmm. I don't know how else to put mm-hmm. that and so um a recent study said that deep breathing can actually help reduce um, anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And so one of my favorite verse, verses is Job 33 4 and it says um the spirit of God has made me and the breath of the almighty gives me life. And that's so good. This sounds like when I'm overstressed, um, 
I literally, I, it almost sounds like I'm chanting, but like I'll just <laughs> take in a deep breath and I'll say, I'm breathing in the Almighty. I'm breathing out um, depression. Mm-hmm. I'm breathing in the Almighty. I'm breathing out anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm breathing in the Almighty. I'm breathing out worry. Mm-hmm. And that little repetition, that little that um, meditation mm-hmm. almost, that is healing mm-hmm. to us. And the Lord gives us that permission to to do that. Yes. And so really bringing the Lord into to help with your stress management throughout the day, yes. you know, and taking that time, like uh, taking your mommy moment or mm-hmm. taking that time to break, break away from work where you're just taking some deep breaths. You're sitting quietly. You're just focusing on, you know, things that you're grateful for, mm-hmm. little things like that. You can incorporate into your day. It does not take much time, but it really helps to calm down that stress response in the body, mm-hmm. help you respond better to situations mm-hmm. and then just overall help with stress. That's so awesome. In general. That's so good. Man, I love hearing you talk about your nighttime routine and even just the deep breathing because I feel like just hearing you talk about that makes me feel more calm inside. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everybody has probably started deep breathing. I know, I know. (laughs) So when this podcast ends, just turn it off and then drive in your car in silence or if you're on a walk or whatever, turn it off and do exactly what Amanda just said and just take three deep breaths, inhale and exhale. That would be so good for us all to do. Um, okay, I think we've reached the end of this. This was super helpful and I'm very thankful for all of your expertise and just your practical tips and your wisdom and knowledge and all of this. Um, ladies, in the show notes, I think we'll put a few different ways that you can connect with Amanda. Um, we'll probably list out some of our like specifics that she's mentioned just so it's visible to you and easily accessible um, and any extra resources that she might have. We can link all of that in the show notes. Um, and then, yeah, if you guys need anything, need prayer for anything, please know that you can always reach out to us. Um, you can DM us at the Woman Conference Instagram account or email us or whatever. Um, we'll put all of that in there. But um, I know that we have a lot of people who listen from New Life Church, but also across Arkansas. And honestly, we have a lot of people that listen all across the world, which is kind of crazy to me. But if you're listening to this and you feel like you need um, help or prayer or anything, we will put a way for you to reach out. Um, And then as we close, I would love it, Amanda, if you could just pray over the women listening, kind of related to the topic we've been talking about. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Um, Father God, I just thank you for this opportunity for us to come together and and really learn about how to take better care of our bodies. Lord Jesus, I just ask, our bodies are temples for you. So give us that sense of self-worth where we feel like we are valuable and we are worth the investment every single day, um, that we will put our health as a priority. Um, and that's not a selfish thing to do. Um, so let there be no guilt attached to that, Lord Jesus, because we cannot pour out of an empty cup, Lord Jesus. So I just ask that anybody listening today that you will help them have the self-control um, and the self-motivation to take that next step and to just start with one simple action each day um, to better their um, mental, physical, and spiritual health, Lord Jesus. Um, and let them not um, forget to come to you in those times of weakness and and ask for your help um, to get them through or to overcome, Lord Jesus. Um, and we just thank you for, for that for another day, for that um, chance to take another step forward.
forward to learn about how to take care of ourselves and to be um, a example in front of our children, Father God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, Amanda, thank you so much for being with us today. And thank you, ladies, for listening to another episode of The Woman Podcast. Like always, it would be awesome if you do the hit the subscribe button or leave a five-star rating because, you know, we just want to share this with more people um, and point them to Jesus. And so make sure that you catch up on the most recent podcast and we'll see you soon. Bye.